1: Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I'm Nadia, and with me are my friends Lon and Miriam.
0: Hey, everybody.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Miriam. I just want to let you guys know that the only reason I woke up today is for the cake. And you know what tastes good with cake? Some tea. So let's hear it, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like me some cake too. Uh, before we get started, I just wanted to do a couple of shout outs. I wanted to send a happy shout out to our Patreon family. Thank you to Holiday Jeremiahson and our girl Nita Moe. Thank you for your September subscriptions. We really do appreciate it and, uh, hope you enjoy the content. Uh, if you'd like, uh, to be part of the Patreon family, please join us. Uh, go to Patreon 90 Day Fiance. It's, uh, WTF Extra. Um, more info on that after the show.
1: And shout out to Jessica from South Bay, fellow Bay Area listener.
0: Hey, Jessica. Thank you for the fan
1: mail. <laughs> All right. Shall we get started with Andre and Libby?
0: All right. So Andre and Libby. Um, I kind of get where Libby is coming from. But at the same time, I think... Don't I think she overreacted. Um I I don't think this was anything to be like as angry uh as she seemed to be on this episode and I'm wondering if they just needed some filler scene, something dramatic to hold us over until the wedding because I didn't think this was anything that big. You found out that your uh, that your husband was a great cop, like
2: <laughs> What are know. we do-
0: <laughs> What's that? <laughs>
2: allegedly
0: allegedly right but I mean you know uh, taking it at face value right because you know that's that's basically what it was unless she's just siding with her family at this point and just wanted to give him a hard time like was this really worth giving him a hard time over and I think too that he he told her a little bit of it so it's not like this was a complete secret So I don't know. When I watched this, I don't know. I just thought she overreacted a bit. I don't think he deserved that. And the more this season goes, the more Andre seems likable. He started off very, very shitty. But then like as the season, you know, gets towards the end of it, it's almost as if like we're getting to see this good guy side of him. And I kind of like that.
2: I'm not really a fan of Andre. I never have. And I don't think I ever will. First question I asked myself was, do I believe his story? Like, is that legit what happened? I don't really know. Like, a part of me, maybe a part of me is like, no, dude, you see a shady mofo, like, in my head. You know what I mean? Why Why are you hiding it from her if it was no big deal? And, yeah, he uses this whole excuse like, oh, I might have lost you, but I just don't buy it. I feel Libby's family has all these red flags are going off since day one with him. And it, it continues to go off, right? He's definitely becoming this likable character, as Lon just said. But I think it's because he needs Libby's family to be on their best behavior, to pay for the wedding, so that the wedding can happen. Because that's kind of his dream or his, his thing.
0: Did you notice how his family started siding uh, with the cops once he stuck with the good cop story? How all of a sudden now they're like, Oh, well, you could see, you could see why cops would be corrupt in this environment mm-hmm. because of the pay, you know, like, <laughs> right. Like just you, it's just whatever. Yeah. It's just whatever yeah. he's, he is. You're going to be the opposite. Like. <laughs>
2: Exactly, I, I thought that was just hate hate so him, right? funny. Yeah. Like I'm, to- I'm totally like one of Libby's relatives. Like I question the <laughs> shit out of this guy. Yeah. Like he's looking at me. I'm like, dude, is this guy stoned? Did he just like smoke a crack pipe back there? You know what I mean? Like, I'm totally like the one that would just judge him. Yeah, so once he was,
0: I, once he was like that. They, the dad was like, oh well, you know, this, you you, you can't help it, but be corrupt because the with the pay the way it is. <laughs> Shut up, dude.
2: I mean, I believe the. pay is low i believe there's corruption i just don't know if that was the story i just feel like that was just too good of a of a story to be true like just to wrap his whole situation up in this neat little bow and make him look like this righteous amazing high moral individual like i i just i just don't buy that he just doesn't give me that vibe and so for libby i think the reason why she got so upset could be because we need a little bit of drama before the wedding yeah tlc i feel you but the other piece of it, I think, is because she kind of doesn't believe him. I think she's also questioning him, and she's questioning, "Do I know this guy?" And, and I think, and I think that's what she's battling on the show. Like, shit, like you know what? Like who the hell is this guy that I'm marrying? Who
0: did I marry? So, You're right. You're right.
2: So Good I'm point. kind of Team Libby's family, guys.
1: <laughs> I have to I'm with to the see. Floridians. For Libby to threaten not to marry the second time is such a huge joke because it truly doesn't matter, right? Like they've been married for three years. They've already had a kid. What is the deal? This is definitely staged. (laughs) And I don't get why the stupid family wants to like make a big deal out of this. I mean, shouldn't you be investigating this guy before you give away your daughter? Like, right: Or your sister away? Hmm. Like, this is so stage, you guys. Yeah. I'm totally like not interested anymore, because, I mean, we talked about this in last week's episode. Libby's an actress. Um, right. I think we kind of already know they want their own spinoff. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's the direction they're heading towards. I thought so, they couldn't
0: make it. And like, they made it like all of a sudden. Like, so oh, they're, they're talking about it.
2: <laughs> and what are they going to talk about in the spinoff? Like, is it just going to be more Lib, your family? And then it's going to be Libby, Andre, and then that's it. Yeah. like, that's like what, another nine episodes like that?
1: It's going to be the podcast. Is that how you pronounce their family name? It's going to be these Floridians versus Andre.
0: I wouldn't watch it. I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't watch yeah, it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't watch it either. They're not
0: interesting enough for me.
1: <laughs> also, can I just ask, isn't it dangerous for Andre to kind of, you know, drop some truth bombs on, like, the police force? On TV
0: and... like that? Yeah. yeah, on TV like that. What if,
1: what if someone really higher up were to, like, know someone in Florida and put out a hit on him?
0: Yeah, like, I had wouldn't the same thought. that jeopardize thought. his family? Yeah, I had the same thought. He's like outing the the police force yeah. on national television. That's
2: dangerous, yo. <laughs> He's going to turn around and say he was acting. And yeah. that was just his opportunity to bring Moldova to like, you know, American cinema or some bullshit story. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. This guy's full of it.
1: Well, I feel bad that Andre is Moldova's only representative. <laughs> but before we move on, I just want to say. Uh, someone did a comparison, like a side-by-side comparison, and I, I do have to conclude that Jen is like a poor man's Ivanka Trump.
0: What? Was that yeah, a they move...
1: no, no, I yeah, want to see that. the photos. They, they kind of look alike, you know? I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on to everyone's favorite OnlyFans <laughs> account, Colt no. and Jess. Barf. <laughs> Just
0: know, bro. Barf. Oh, my goodness puke bag i've seen more stuff on twitter and ig (laughs) than was like it was more interesting offline than it was or excuse me online than it was on the show and i say that lightly right because pictures of him naked are not interesting at all to me but it was (laughs) i mean i I would rather no that's a tough call because i don't like watching him lie to jess either and then like abuse her by dropping the L word all the time and giving her awkward hugs and and lying to her more. So I don't know, but yeah, that was, <laughs> his, his, he's a master troll. I think he understands his brand. Mm-hmm. I think with the dick pics releasing and with everything surrounding that, uh, he's trying to turn something negative um, into a positive. He's trying to use the attention, you know, that they're giving him. He's trying to turn it around and flip it. And I think that's what's happening. Look, they're outing you for having a small dick, <laughs> you know, and, and I think you can either cry about it, or you can make some money off it. So like, I think he's seizing the moment. And I think it's a smart move business wise. I think at the same time, the picture, the photos that are coming out of it are... <laughs> are just they're so gross and like all the meme accounts are posting them up so i see a picture of him shirtless and in his socks and making weird faces i just saw one where he's in like a bathtub and it was very insinuating or i don't know it, it just it was suggestive let's just say that much and i was pretty grossed out by it but then at the same time i'm looking at this and just looking at at, at him and, and thinking, dude, it's a smart move. I think in order for those pictures to have gotten leaked, somebody had to have had to have subscribed to his OnlyFans. Like, and, and, and if somebody, if one person did, imagine how many other others did. I think it was $25 to do so. So like business wise, I think he's really making a smart move. And it's, it's making me question too, whether uh, or not the women in his life are part of it. You know, who's, who's in on it? because i think all the negative attention is making him a lot of money.
2: I feel like Jessica was like in on it at all because she seemed like she was truly hurt hmm. when he told her about Vanessa living, you know, in the third bedroom. The look in her face was like this look of i want to fucking kill you and you know what you're lucky we're not in brazil otherwise i would have like just scratched your eyeballs out, you know what i mean? <laughs> yeah. She just seems truly truly hurt and From, like, a woman's perspective, I feel like Jess was thinking that Colt was, like, the safe, nerdy guy she can settle down with that can give her all the stuff that she wants. And she was going to lower her bar a little bit because, you know what, he's he's over here telling her everything she wants to hear. I want kids. I want to get settled. I want to get married. I love you. I want to visit you. All this stuff. And then the second you lower your bar as a woman is the second you fucking regret it, okay? Mm -hmm. Because... A guy like Colt is gonna end up shitting on you because you know what, you dating him is gonna increase his ego or whatever it is. You know what I mean? But um but for reels, like all the pictures circling on the internet that like we're all sending to each other, um, Nadia and Lon, like we have like a group chat and we send it to each other. Like it's fucking gross, guys. So just (laughs) just beware. If you're out there trolling him, you're gonna come across some shit. And then the whole Debbie inviting Vanessa to stay, that was such a, like, dick move, you know, on her behalf. And I almost questioned, like, did she do that on purpose to kind of mess up Colt's relationship? I obviously think she did. And then the fact that Vanessa was someone in Colt's life when he was still married to Larissa just makes this guy so freaking shady and such a unsuspecting player you know like he's just not the guy that screams player 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 right like right. like usman <clears throat> screams player 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 because he's so smooth and he's got the song and he's you know baby girl lisa <laughs> but then someone as painfully awkward as colt doesn't really give you that red flag right so for him to actually do that and then for you to discover i think it hurts even more because you're just not even expecting it. it comes out of the blue um right. so I don't know, guys. Um, Nadia, what did you think about the situation? Well, first of all, I just want to say,
1: fuck Debbie.
0: (laughs) I agree. I (laughs) second that.
1: I have no love for her. When she said, yes, had it coming, I wanted to throw my remote control to the TV because I absolutely hate her for saying that.
0: I noticed that too. Yeah.
1: And accuse her of being difficult to talk to because she tends to fly off the handle. I mean... Come on, look at what your son did. And the fact that you, you know, excuse his behavior and you try to take the fall for him. That's just disgusting behavior to me. So, yeah, I said it. Fuck Debbie. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just surprised Colt's getting all this attention. And I mean, I agree with you, Lon. He knows how to play it up. He and Big Ed, they know how to turn something negative to a positive. I mean, kudos to them for monetizing their... Embarrassing moments and you know bad behavior, but yeah, I I'm glad that Jess broke it off with him. Colt is just very insidious. He's disgusting. Mm. Yeah, I do want to say before I pass this over to you guys to spill the tea on this whole person called Natalie or Coca Valdez. I think has been yeah, it has been confirmed that. Jess did get married to an American, and I think the plan is for them to live in Las Vegas.
0: Hmm. Wow.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: Very interesting.
1: Yeah. And it's a guy called Brian Henry, and apparently he was a friend of Larissa and perhaps even Brazilian Carmen. Shout out to Brazilian Carmen.
0: Wow. I guess they became besties then, huh? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Lon, do you have any tea to spill?
0: I, I mean, not at the moment. There's just a, a lot of speculation. <laughs> I fo- so I do follow some of the stuff, Coca Valdez posts and Brazilian Carmen posts. But uh, at this moment, I don't have all my ducks in a row to formulate properly <laughs> the tea. I'm consuming it. Uh, I just haven't processed it yet. <laughs> so I don't want to make any remarks at the moment. But yeah, it, it does seem very interesting, the relationships mm-hmm. that are being revealed on these accounts. Because, you know, I'll be scrolling through Instagram and Coca Valdez or Brazilian Carmen will have a screenshot of like an exchange that happened between... Um, Vanessa, or something that happened uh with Larissa, Colt, and Jess, or, you know, there's a lot of these back and forths happening behind the scenes that not too many people are privy to, but they're out there. And these certain accounts highlight them. So it's just interesting to see. A lot of this I just came up on recently, and I haven't had time to properly digest and like formulate it formulate an opinion about it much less um say exactly what's going on but it does bring to light some interesting interesting relationships and interesting motivations as to uh the people the ladies in colt and eric's lives lives (laughs) lives lives um (laughs) and just just the relationship right when you realize how many people colt has dated and, and how
1: they're, they're all, all within connected.
0: and how they're all connected, right? And they all and and then I think some of them too overlap with Ericky. It's just weird. It's it's a weird kind of like incestuous click <laughs> that's like dating yeah. each other. It's almost like like what what can I compare it to? Like nine oh two one oh or those other like shows where everybody dated everybody on it. At like one the kardashian point jenners yeah oh yeah exactly or even i don't know if any of our listeners watch the oc where like all of a sudden people are dating the same people anyway um yeah so i, I, I don't know that's,
1: the, that's what i call the cw formula
0: the cw formula. <laughs> <laughs> so funny <laughs> nice yeah because it because it works it, it, it makes for juicy gossip and i mean at the same time you know when, when you're in the light and especially in social media uh, this this kind of stuff it does it gets attention and when you're talking about a show like 90 day fiance it really does get the conversations going so uh maybe I'll have more to say uh next episode as this stuff unravels i'm always down to you know talk more with brazilian carmen and coca valdez let's uh let's chat over some tea if y'all are listening.
1: Yeah, I can definitely confirm that Colt actually revealed that Vanessa is the one taking his OnlyFans photos.
2: Disgusting, huh. Vanessa. <laughs> Got a life, girl. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. Transitioning to uh, Larissa and, well, it's uh, Larissa and Jess, apparently. I don't think there's Eriki, right, in last night's episode? No Eric, no Eric, Right.
0: For me, this was my favorite part of the episode. It was fun, it was refreshing, you know, it was it seemed like two just two women um reclaiming like their power outside of an abuser, outside of an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, like almost like two enemies like getting together, hashing it out and finding out that, you know, the entire time they had a common enemy all along and that there was nothing for them to really hate each other about. And I think Jess, you know, at one point even said, I should have listened to Larissa and it was just good. It was just, it was good. It was wholesome. It was nice to laugh at Colt, and I just thought it was a really funny scene. I mean, I I posted the photos to our IG, I made a GIF on Twitter where they're just doing, you know, (laughs) the international women's symbol for small pecker. (laughs) I I, I just thought it was hilarious and uh, I don't know. uh, I'm already giving it away. I don't have a WTF moment because for me, this moment stole the show.
2: I just want to comment on Larissa's outfit like, when I first saw her walking into that restaurant, I kind of thought she looked like a hooker. So, I don't know. Like, she gave me kind of hooker <laughs> vibes. Hooker and I mean, I'm totally team Larissa, but I just definitely, like, it stood out in my mind. So, I just wanted to share her with you guys. I, was I don't she know.
1: displaying pot behavior?
2: No, it was just, like, she had, like, this, like, pleather, like, black tank top on the daytime. I don't know. It was just weird for me. And then these hooker heels. Maybe it's she the was, Las She was Vegas trying style. to outdo Jess. I it think was just, she that was. competition like, I, factor yeah i think she got yeah. hella dressed up because she's you know like oh shit i'm gonna meet this lady that is with my ex-husband so mm. and then when she walks into the restaurant she does this like awkward thing where she's pretending she's looking for jess but clearly she's on the side of the restaurant with all the cameras like, <laughs> like i'm sure you didn't miss her oh, so, so much oh. freakery I saw a little bit of insecurity come out on Mm. Larissa's side, you know, and then I felt a little bit bad for her. So that's my first comment. Second comment was that, you know, just to your point, Lon, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And Mm. that's what it felt like with Larissa and Jess you know like they both just felt really played and they felt betrayed and it feels like colt just has a formula he just wipes his ass with women and he just flushes it down the toilet so Mm. he did it with larissa and he did it again with jess and i feel like he has no remorse you know um just to go back a little bit that conversation he had with jess he just looked at her and said well i haven't been a good boyfriend and that's it on to the next probably Mm -hmm. in his head right Um, But just, you know, the conversation was hilarious. I just wish I could have seen the whole unedited version of it. Like TLC kind of like chopped it up and edited it and gave us the version we saw. But I'm sure they talked a lot of shit about him and Debbie that we didn't get to see. So please someone leak that online because I really, really (laughs) want to hear the rest of it. Yeah, Um, but, But it was cool, though. It was cool. It was like, look, we're both wronged by this asshole. He's nothing... I honestly don't even think like the size matters, but right. because of the way he treated them, like they just shoved that in his face, like "fuck you" <laughs> yeah. with your fucking yeah. two and a half inches. Like just that was fuck like, yeah. <laughs> let's put a cherry on top of this. <laughs> you know so I mean?
0: there's like, <laughs> so
2: fuck you, Colt. I kind of like that. I wish I was at that table to raise a glass with them and just to like congratulate them for seeing the truth and just for getting away from this toxic person. Yeah. And his mother.
1: Yeah. I wouldn't be mad if they had conversed in their native language. And like mm-hmm. TLC could have just given us like a half ass subtitle, a closed caption. But I don't know why they decide to like go English on the conversation. But mm-hmm. it's still entertaining nonetheless. Do we want to move on to, oh, man, this is so sad. Karini and Paul. Yes. Can I, can I just say first, first of all, fuck Paul. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm not usually this angry, but that We're, scene we're just handing out fucks me.
0: today. <laughs> I know. We're handing
1: out a lot of fucks.
0: We got a couple of fucks to give. <laughs> here's one to Debbie, and here's one to Paul.
1: <laughs> but seriously, though, the fact that he brought his wife and baby to a water yeah. treatment plant, what was he thinking? That yeah. was like negligent. That's. Oh my god, I just cannot believe Smell. what he did.
2: Imagine yeah. how terrible that place smells. Exactly. Let's just start
1: there. Yeah. Ugh. First of all, he doesn't use his sight mirrors when he changes lane. He has to wake <laughs> her up. Push back.
0: What was that? <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Karini, can you please check if I could change lane? Like bitch, use the fucking side mirror. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Is he, um, maybe he's missing a mirror with how with how broke yeah, that car but, is. Yeah, that, yeah, I wouldn't put
1: it <laughs> put it past him. But yeah, like the fact that you know you you're so desperate to find employment at this water treatment plant, and you bring your wife and kid to I don't know garner sympathy from the manager or something. Of. Or- I don't know. It, it's just a bad move. And
0: is that what he was doing? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean,
1: don't you see? Like, you bring your wife and kid to tell right. the, your hiring manager that, "Hey, look, man, they were I props. really need a job." Yeah, they oh were props. Gosh. That's why I was so pissed. That move is so low class. It's classless. It's tasteless. You know, it's smelly. <laughs> it stinks.
0: So, wow, that, that didn't occur to me when I was watching it last night, Nadia. Because I, I made a note. Like, why couldn't you just ask over the phone? You called the guy to see if you could stop by and take a look at the plant. You couldn't ask him if they were accepting applications or if there were any openings. Yeah. And it now it completely makes sense. Like, the yeah, I'm going to bring those.
1: The tour was just a smokescreen. It was him trying to, like, make a case for them to hire him so he brought his wife and kid
0: wow yeah trip was so that he can just
2: terrible. i thought the whole point of the trip was so that he could show karini how amazing america is and how terrible brazil was that too right rub it in right. the face that hey look this is what we do with our poop water like it gets
1: treated <laughs> oh god paul
0: yeah. See, I, I read it. I read it even more differently than that. I read it like he was going to kill two birds with one stone that he was going to go apply for a job and then at the same time take Karini somewhere because, you know, so she didn't feel trapped in the house and, you know, and and was like, I guess, moping around or whatever. I thought it was it was almost like a some kind of pseudo date. Right? Like, oh, like, I want to bring you somewhere. Let's go. Let's get out. So I thought that I thought it was like that. And I saw it like that, like, oh, great place, Paul, the water treatment plant. And I was all making fun of that. But I mean, this, this is a lot more sinister. And and wow, that's (laughs) that. And and now that you mentioned it, Nadia, that completely makes sense now. So I'm just processing it now. But wow. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty shitty. Excuse didn't
1: he he start he's <laughs> yeah exactly puns he started by saying, "Look, Karini gave me two months, I've not been able to find work, and so what does he do? He pulls out this card, right he disguised this as a date or a road trip, a family road trip, and in the end, he asked the 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 guy who gave the tour if they're looking to hire someone, and that's when I realized that oh, so his wife and kids were merely props like Why would you bring your wife and kid to a smelly water treatment plant? Why? In the rain. Why? Like, they could have stayed in the car. So, that's my take on it. Gross. I know, dude. Anything else you guys want to say about Paul and Karini?
2: I found it interesting that they're going to go back to Brazil.
0: I made the same note, Miriam.
2: Yep. Yeah. But guess so. what?
1: I think he didn't go through with that promise, which is why Carini did that restraining order. Huh? Cuz on the show, <laughs> he says, "Yeah, we'll go back to Brazil." But guess what? They didn't.
0: Oh, okay. And
1: that's and I think that's why Carini got desperate and probably called the cops on
0: Paul And was and then tried to go by herself.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And then he just decided to follow her cuz she had already made plans to go without yeah. him.
1: The other uh, the other way to look at why he brought Karini and Pierre along is because after he found out that she went to you know to see an immigration lawyer, he probably doesn't trust her to be by herself anymore. So wherever he goes, he probably asks her to follow him with the baby. Oh God. Even if it yeah, means applying that for that. a
2: job at a water treatment plant. Right, because he's just such a controlling person in exactly. by nature. Oh, uh, that's that's unsettling, honestly.
1: Yeah. So it's sad, but shall we move on to Kalani and Aswelu?
2: Mm. Man, this couple feels doomed to me, you guys. The fact that you know he agreed to do therapy was promising, right? Like, okay, good step in the right direction. But then he had like this long list of like reasons or not reasons or like, you know, the type of therapist he wanted. And I feel like, okay, here we go. Like it's starting. Um, Mm -hmm. But then the session seemed like it was sort of helpful. So the fact that they started, I I think it's like a do or die situation. They need to figure out their problems or it's over. And the fact that, Kalani agreed to make things better with his family is just like kind of a disaster. So, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to kind of see that scene. They gave us a preview of it because I believe Kalani ended up taking her mom for that meeting, but I still think that they have like a lot of issues that they have to work out.
0: Yeah. For me, that was strange because it seemed like he missed The whole point of therapy, I felt like he got the wrong takeaway, if that makes sense. Like his takeaway was that she needs to make amends with his family like that. They didn't even talk about that in therapy. So I'm wondering why, why that came up? Like, I think, okay, definitely that needs to happen. I understand his point. Like, okay, you need to make amends with my family. That's what's going to make us better. But I didn't see how that correlated with with their session unless that session was heavily edited and and they just didn't talk about it there. I also don't believe Asuelo knows how to resolve conflict. he He just walks away and he thinks if you don't talk about it or if you don't address it, the problem goes away. right? I think,
3: yeah, that's I think. how he
0: handles that's how he handles things. And, um, that's, that's probably why he didn't think things were as bad as they were because he just keeps walking away. And then he believes like when he walks away and then they don't talk about it anymore, then it's done. And that's how it's, that's how it settles itself. So, I mean, there's a lot going on. I hope, um, that, that this counseling, marriage counseling, therapy, whatever, I think they call it therapy, you know, is, is helpful. Again, like I said, I've, I, I know that they have a TikTok. Uh, I've seen a couple of the videos, they're dancing and they're happy and such. So I, I mean, it works. Looks, yeah, it looks like it's working. But when he was in the car, and she said, so how did how did you feel that went? What are your thoughts on that? And then he's just like, I think you need to, uh, like apologize to my family or whatever how, how he phrased it. I was like, what? That's what you
2: got out of it.
0: (laughs) What about the whole, there's cultural differences here. There's expectations that you both have on each other that need to be straightened out. Like, what about the homework that needs to be done? Why don't, why don't you both tell each other what you expect from each other and and the responsibilities you have? Like, there was so much more. And then he just said, in order to make this right, you have to, you have to get along with my, my family. (laughs) That's what, that was the major takeaway from this. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I it, it does seem doomed. I'm optimistic because of what I saw on Instagram and on TikTok. So we'll see. I think there could be a chance, but at this, on the same token, I definitely believe Kalani's at the end of her rope here. Like she is not fucking around. This is do or die for Kalani
1: yeah i um I agree my biggest takeaway from their scene is that asuelu claims that Kalani spoke to his mom and sister without him knowing, so I thought that was interesting so that right. whole scene where you know they i guess they confronted each other, apparently he wasn't aware, even though we I remember when she came back from that meeting he did ask her about it right i just felt that that was a very strange thing for him to say that he wasn't aware and i think that was what got him pissed as well
0: right but the secret he wasn't aware she didn't invite him or anything and then she yeah she went and and talked about
1: it yeah she went behind his back so to speak to to talk to tammy and the mom uh which I mean, I guess I can understand, you know, you feel a certain kind of way about that. But you're, you guys are right. Like, he doesn't understand the meaning of this therapy. Like, I think Kalani's expectations out of this therapy is for them to correct their marriage, or to work on their marriage. But then for him, I mean, he doesn't care about that. All he cares about is that Kalani gets along with his family. Because then, only then will he cooperate. Right. Only then will things be more resolved. That's how I read the whole scene.
2: And I also feel this is like a cultural thing for Anzuelo because her, you know, supposedly going behind his back to meet up with his family culturally makes him look weak, and culturally is not is not what the woman should do, right? In his culture, the man is the neck of the family, the head, I'm sorry, the man is the head, the woman (laughs) is the neck, right? And those two parts of the body, they they don't cross over. Like everyone has a role, the neck supports the head. And that's how Ansuelo's whole mentality around women, family, significant other interactions is all based out of that. So I think he was so upset that she ruined that connection for him like from a cultural perspective because i i feel like he viewed it like as like oh my gosh she made me look a certain way in front of my family and in the samoan culture i'm supposed to be x and y and she made me look like less than that so i think i think that's why he's so stuck on that you know what i mean um and then
1: she basically makes him look weak
0: emasculated
1: yeah emasculated i guess because it sounds like he's the one calling the shots on like how they handle their money
2: right and and it shouldn't be like that culturally it should be on on suelo even though like someone could easily argue like go make the money and then call the shots right we talked about this before Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not like that and i think that's the disconnect between them because now that he's in america and you know he feels like he still has these rights the samoan rights as a man as a husband etc but mm-hmm. then Kalani is like, slow down. I got two kids. I didn't grow up like that. I'm American. These are my expectations from you. And he's just hes just not getting it. Mm-hmm. And the therapy is helping them, I think, realize this so that they could kind of meet halfway with each other.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Good call. They did mention that much. The whole, the man is the head and the woman is the neck. And this secret meeting, this bypass, bi- bypassing him completely um was was undermining his authority as as the husband as the male figure in the in the family yeah no that's uh yeah totally good call there i see that
1: are you guys ready for another fuck
0: Let's hand them out. Who are you doing it?
1: (laughs) I just want to say, fuck Angela, (laughs) (laughs) fuck Angela and her raggedy ass bra strap that's showing. ratchet ass, style. (laughs) Hey, I I just have to say this. Okay, I cannot cannot watch their scenes anymore because it's like I'm watching someone getting tortured on TV. Just watching Michael is just so depressing for me. Like this is someone who has lost his, he lost his soul, you know, and and he's not like he's he doesn't have his balls anymore. Like he's mm. he's stripped of his manlihood. Yeah. Um, he's a victim of a of abuse. You guys, I Domestic I don't know if I can abuse. watch that. Yeah, I agree. So. I don't care for Angela crying because she saw like her bouquet. I'm more concerned about Michael being abused, you know? So I'm all for him farting in her face many times. <laughs> <laughs> that was some funny ass. That was a highlight <laughs> for me, guys. <laughs> that was hilarious.
2: It was a tradition. I don't know what fucking tradition that is, but that was funny. <laughs> Do more of it, Michael. Do more of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was more Angela telling him what she wants and I'm over it. I'm so over it. Like again, it was just a repeat of us witnessing this domestic abuse that Michael has to suffer through to get what he wants, whether that's uh, like to marry her to get a green card. At this point for me, it's it's irrelevant. He's doing what he has to do to to fulfill whatever he wants out of this relationship. But at the same time, at what cost, Michael? Like at what cost? You don't look happy, but whatever it is, I, I hope you find what you're looking for and peace out. And I mean, do I feel bad for Angela? I don't want anyone to be alone. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But at the same time, I think Angela needs a lot of work. She needs to learn um, how to compromise. I think she needs to learn about being open to other cultures. Like
3: Dude, saying you're an american, american yeah
0: it's just not enough to to be american and and to, to for that to be your claim uh for authority i don't think that's right so yeah i'm i'm over it i felt bad that you know with with what's going on with her family situation and whatnot and yeah they you know they they try to humanize her humanize she's human she's a human being Uh, I don't know what I'm (laughs) trying to say here. They tried to show us a more sensitive, softer side by showing us that she has emotions and that she feels things (laughs) because she seems completely like ice when she's dealing with Michael. But yeah, it did very little for my opinion of her, those scenes. So yeah, I'm just over it.
2: I cringe every time she like shows up on my TV because of the same reasons you guys just noted. I mean, she is so abusive verbally with Michael. She like demeans him. She, you know, makes him just feel so little. She was like screaming and barking orders back and forth. And it's like, it's also his wedding, Angela. You know, it's kind of what I wanted to tell her like, hey, this is like, his first wedding, you know, I mean, you've been married before. This is his first wedding. And what experience is he getting out of it? You know, not a good one. Side note, I just realized how much Botox Angela had this past episode. I don't know if you guys like <laughs> caught that, but like, I didn't. she's had a, like, her lips done. Yep. She's had her face frozen. I don't know. I, I felt like I just saw that the whole time. That's all I could kind of focus on. Explain um, to
0: me face freezing.
2: It, that's like the Botox where you can't really make all those expressions so that your wrinkles look less wrinkly. Yeah. So her so face like, just looked like frozen, like frozen that, face.
1: It's that Kim Kardashian crying meme. You right. know, like you crying, right. but you, it's like your face is not moving right. Like it's not showing the right expressions because it's so frozen.
2: Yes, I was totally fixated on that. Um, but I don't know, like it was her wedding and yeah, I get it. She's got anxiety, but the whole time she just kept like doubting it, doubting it down to the minute. Yet she's wearing her dress and she's screaming and then she's like getting her hair did. And I don't know, like, you know, she's just such a bad person from my perspective. I get it. She's got a lot going on in her personal life, but that's no excuse to just treat someone else as someone that you, you know, you're going to get married and spend the rest of your life with. The way she does. I, I, I just find it inexcusable. I've said it before. I hate the way she talks to him. She treats him like a little dog that's like following her and you know what? Like he the dog just peed on the bed, so I'm gonna scream, <laughs> Michael, get off the damn couch. You know what I mean? Like that's what she fucking reminds me of. Like every time she fucking barks at him. And going back to the whole lack of cultural understanding with Angela, like Nigerian culture, like the man is like the lion of the jungle. Like he's like the top of the food chain he's the guy calling the shots he's the head you're supposed to be the neck right from mm-hmm. his culture not saying it's one is right one is wrong but you know what understand it and meet in the middle somewhere compromise you know mm-hmm. and she just says the same thing over and over again i'm not nigerian i'm american this is how i do it no you're just a fucking bitch angela you're just person. a fucking cunt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're not yeah. no fucking american i'm sorry you're, you're just, just a, a fucking bully bitch. yeah so fuck you there's another one. <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> a lot of fucks given out.
0: Yeah. We're giving them out today. Pucks. I
1: know. You get a fuck. You
0: get a fuck. Everybody Everyone gets a fuck.
1: A fuck. <laughs> I was going to end this with saying that I think a lot of people are wondering what was Michael making for Angela. That was a Mexican Bloody Mary, I believe, right?
0: Michelada.
1: Right. The one with but... the Tabasco.
0: But it was with a Heineken, which is a German beer, not a Mexican beer. Right?
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah. It was a with... <laughs> good
1: observation right there. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I forget if it was a Heineken or not, but I know it wasn't a Mexican beer. So Micheladas, as to Nadia's point, it is the Mexican version of a Bloody Mary, but you use a uh, a Mexican lager. So uh, I'm thinking, see, I, for, I forget all my Mexican beers at the moment. like, But that's what it is and um yeah good call nadia that's totally what it was the tabasco sauce i think uh worcestershire or however you pronounce that word <laughs>
3: you
0: know, in a worcestershire i'm yeah. not gonna
2: even trying <laughs> yeah and
0: it's actually a really good drink you know i like them we make them here in my household so it's very good it was her take on it which was funny because i did notice i i I want to say it was a German beer that they were using. So I was like, hmm, that's interesting.
2: Interesting there. <laughs> she was just trying to like, you know, booze her up so that she can shut the fuck up, you know? I <laughs> know. Have a drink, Angie. Here,
0: Do you see how trained? Angie. How trained yeah. he was.
2: And that's, that's sad. Grooming. Uh, that just, was sad. Yeah. That's the grooming.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm all for when you're in a healthy relationship, like doing something. Like in the mornings, I know my girlfriend, Koi, sometimes she, she, like, it's her routine to come downstairs, make a 9 a.m. coffee, and then go to work. On days when I notice at 9 a.m. she doesn't leave the room where she likes to work, I go ahead and make that coffee for her and bring it up, right? Like I get that. But then like for him to instantly snap into this mode where – you know where he's like pouring her drink and making it for her and stuff. It didn't seem, I don't know. I I I don't want to be the one to judge their relationship, but it, it just didn't seem like healthy. It seemed like he had been trained to do it. I don't know if I know. I yeah, I know you guys know what I'm talking about. I think I think mm-hmm. you guys know, right? Like, he, I mean, your gesture there,
1: is like, <laughs> your gesture is sweet. Whereas Michael's been groomed. That's the difference.
0: Yeah. It just, the the context of it and his movements and how it just seemed like he was, he was trained. That's the word that that comes to mind. Uh, And it came to mind when I was watching it and it was really sad.
1: I'm going to go on a limp here and, and please take this with a grain of salt. I think if Michael and Angela were to still be together I'm not surprised. Maybe somewhere in the future, he might try to poison her. He would just, <laughs> he would just like, lose it and do something to get away from this relationship. He knows how
0: to make that drink. I know. Oh exactly. <laughs> how or easy guys, would it be? Guys,
1: we would he would just might, crack.
2: I think that if he wanted to poison her, he would make her a cake. With fucking oh, arsenic yeah, or too. cyanide in it. <laughs>
1: that too. Just just to be sure. A cake and that bloody Mary. <laughs> A drink. Yeah. Be careful, Angie. Yeah, I know. Angie, watch your back. Well, let him go. How about that? Let him go.
0: Or he makes a real michelada with a Mexican beer and she's like, she spits it out.
1: (laughs) This isn't what I trained you to do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And he's smiling underneath his like apology. Dude,
1: (laughs) are we creating a fan fiction? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everyone, don't steal our ideas. We're going to turn this into a novel, okay? (laughs) And call it 50 Shades of... (laughs) 50 Shades of, I don't know what, cake. (laughs) cake and bloody mary i was about to say fuck tanya but i don't know if i'm that angry at her i mean i'm definitely annoyed at tanya and sinjin i think that they're another couple that's doomed to fail because i mean what the fuck tanya didn't you see all these red flags and you went for it Mm. like my biggest thing about their scene is (sighs) i'm coming out of it being team sinjin's friends Because they're the only ones that make sense.
0: Mm. Okay. Possible unpopular opinion here. And I'm not even saying it to stir the pot. I am team Tanya on this one. One, let's just get this out of the way first. Let me preface this by saying I don't think they should have gotten married in the first place. I think there were a lot of underlying issues that they didn't settle before getting married. A lot of questions... That needed to be answered before they got married. And I think they rushed into this. And yeah, 90 days, blah, 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 whatever have you. That doesn't negate the fact that there are some issues here that need to be confronted and, and addressed and, and settled before you even get married. So let's get that out of the way. However, now that they're married, I am, I'm with Tanya in that how I mentioned this previously. What's the expectation to wait? I understand that his friends know him best and they're like, Oh, you know, it just doesn't happen overnight. She's given him two years. What is then the fair waiting time? What is the fair waiting period? And I know Sinjin is trying and I use that word loosely, but I, they're two different people. They decided to get into this, into this marriage. So, you know, Take the responsibility, like make the sacrifices, make the compromise because you're married now. And I don't think what Tanya expects of him is unreasonable. I do think this is a person who's waiting and is tired of waiting. So when people who don't understand, who understand their friend but don't understand the marriage and don't understand the relationship and don't know Tanya, I think it was out of pocket for them to address her the way they did. Like, oh, well, he's not going to change overnight. Motherfucker, I gave him two years. Like, (laughs) you know, like how, how, what is your fair expectation then of how much longer I should wait for him to find employment, for him to, excuse the sexist language, man up, right? with gender roles the way they are, then let's just put it out there. Like, is he being a responsible man in this relationship? Like, well, what, what exactly is going on here? So I am team Tanya when it comes to their relationship, I understand where she's coming from. But with that said, I also think he had a point and he put her on the spot and he said, like, did you even ask what I care about? And then it made me, cause her answer was like a non-answer. It was like a, it was like shock. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you couldn't tell you couldn't define what that reaction was like. Was she shocked that maybe he's lying and that he's being somewhat untruthful or was she shocked and quiet because she didn't have an answer? And then she's like, oh, shit, I don't I don't ask you. What are your wants? What are your needs? It's always me, 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 me. So, you know, I do give him credit and that maybe he hasn't expressed what he wants and therefore she doesn't know. And I think that's unfair, you know, so I'll leave it at that.
2: Step into Tanya's shoes and agree with everything you're saying Alon. But I also want to point out that the friends noted that, hey, you saw those red flags when you were dating him. And for someone to think that they're gonna You know, dramatically change a person after they get married, or that a person is going to change is just like the wrong way to approach things. I mean, Sinjin, without even speaking to him, you can just tell he's just a free spirit. You know what I mean? He just wants to float around, he wants to roll around the world, whatever. Like, it's so obvious that that's just his personality. And Tanya is super structured and she knows what she wants. She wants to go after it, she wants to do, you know, step one, step two, step three to get to her goal. And some people are like that, and I get it. Like, nothing wrong with her, nothing wrong with him. The fact that they got married too quickly, I think that was definitely, like, a a mistake, right? They didn't know each other. But I feel like there was two really good points in this scene. The first was the friends asking Tanya to live in the moment and to be a part of the relationship instead of just bitching and complaining. I completely agree with that because I feel like she's so busy changing him and... She's so busy being the victim that she's not really enjoying her relationship with Sinjin. And then the thing that the biggest takeaway for me was what Sinjin's father told them. And he said, you know what, whenever the arguing is more than the loving, that's when you need to reevaluate if this is the right thing. And I was like that you're just you hit the nail on the head because Tanya like, I don't know if I could take another 10 years of this. And the father's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like who said 10 years? This is a normal. All this arguing, like, fine, you know, every couple argues, and it's kind of like a scale. Some days you argue more, but the scale should be tipped more in the favor of, like, loving each other more, enjoying each other more, um, you know, cherishing the relationship more. And I don't know, like, what those numbers are for them, right? It just seems like TLC is just showing us all the arguing, all the controlling, the lack of manning up or whatever you want to call it from Sinjin. So I feel like they need to just ask themselves, like, you know what, let's give it another six months, a year, two years, put a timeline on it. You know, this is like the time we have. Let's try to fix this. Give me what I need. I'll give you what you need. If we can't get to that point, then you know what, there's my way and there's your way. Because at this point, love is not enough. You got to be practical. Like, okay, you know, at one point, yeah, I love you. You know, there's lust and there's all this fine. I get it. But then it's like the practicality of like living day to day, paying the bills, putting a roof over your head. And some people need certainty and some people can live in uncertainty. And that's kind of where they are so different. And if they can kind of, you know, be on the same page, get to the same goal, it's all good. But if it's going to continue like this, my God, it's just like, it's fucking painful to watch for me. Like, I'm just like, leave, leave each other at this point, please. Right. Is is this, is this
0: unhealthy or is this toxic what territory would you ladies put this relationship in categorize this relationship right now
1: i think it's unhealthy right it's mm. not yet like angelo michael level to me
0: <laughs> you're right Yep. you know so,
2: i think it's unhealthy for tanya but i think it's toxic for sinjin mm. and you can see a physical change in sinjin from when he first started on 90 day fiance he's gained weight He's right. unhappy, he's always complaining before he was like this happy go lucky kind of guy. now he's just kind of like miserable, like it's just it's coming out whereas Tanya about the same she's kind of been annoying from the beginning. She's about <laughs> yeah. the same level of annoying right so that's yeah how I look that's how I see it
1: so there are a couple of things that I want to point out during this scene in um you know the last episode, so Mary, I like what the dad said about you know, how they should approach the marriage. But then there was something else that the dad said that got me to, like, take note. He said, well, Sinjin came from a place of less responsibility to quite a bit right now. So it got me thinking, like, well, whose fault is that? I mean, <laughs> I mean, right, yes, yeah, Sinjin right. is a free spirit. And I guess Tanya thought she could control him. And, you know, she claims that she herself is a free spirit, although I think that she's probably lying because she's only a free spirit when it's convenient or when it's applicable. Whereas Sinjin is truly someone who's a free spirit with, Mm -hmm. with zero responsibility and accountability. So that was the one thing that I found very interesting. The other thing that stood out to me is that Lon going back to what you said is two years enough to get someone to change or to get someone to do something about their life. I have to point out that during their two years, they were apart for eight months.
3: Mm,
1: and right. during the 90 days that Sinjin came to the US, remember, Huthanya and him were separated <laughs> for a month. So yeah. technically, they had about a year. And, and then I think I mentioned this before during our previous podcast. I think it started out well with them, but the honeymoon period is over. I mean, they're now displaying their true selves. Mm-hmm. and tanya's not liking it and obviously sinjin's not he's not coping well with the way tanya's controlling him so yeah i mean i i don't know how long they can be like this it's just super painful to watch but i found it funny when she said how can i be a housewife when you don't give me a house and then he said or a shed. <laughs> shit <I laughs> that was know. funny
3: <laughs> shed
1: <wife>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, shed wife.
0: Yeah, I um I hope the best for them. I just think they're very different people. You know, that's not to say that two very different people can't be married. If they're willing to put in the work, it's gonna be a lot of work. And mm-hmm. I'll I'll leave it at I'll leave it at that. I wish them the best. I'm optimistic.
1: So we've come to the end of our coverage of the Happily Ever After. I thought I would surprise you guys with a new segment on our podcast. Let's hear it. So since we're not talking about The Other Way because it's on a mid-season break, I thought we could do our very own award show. Well, not really award show, but sort of like um, like a poll.
0: Mm. I'm down for that.
1: I I have a list of questions, and I want to get you guys's, who you guys award this category to, okay? (laughs) So let's start with, who is the most genuine couple to you guys on 90 Day Fiancé the other way? (laughs) I'm going to have to say Jenny and Sumit. Genuine? Yeah. Okay. All right, Lon? Um. wait Miriam, why Why do you think they're genuine
2: I actually think that they love each other I mean like I, I don't necessarily agree with their relationship or how they got to that place right that's like a, a point of you know discussion but where they are right now with each other it feels like they actually love each other
0: that's a good way to look at it actually that yeah so it's one of those things, where do we define, how do we, how are we going to define genuine? I mean, the easy answer would be Kenny and Armando, right? But I could also go with Tim and my Lisa, because I think that's actually pretty genuine. If we're talking about authenticity here. That for me, that shit seems real. They seem to kind of you know keep recycling the same scenes let's let's talk about my cheating and I'm gonna cry for a little bit, but then at the same time, that's some real shit so um I think for this I'll go with with Kenny and Armando,
1: yeah, I'm the same. I would go with Kenny and Armando just because I felt like there's no not much drama with them, you know mm-hmm. it's real. Real people's problem, I feel. Real couple problems, I feel. Okay, next category. Who is the fakest couple on the other way?
0: Yasan and Brittany.
1: Yeah. Word. I thought, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I do not disagree. All right. So all three of us agree it's Yasan <laughs> and Brittany.
0: I think um okay. So I was gonna say, um, I think Yasan probably is being authentic, but according to Britney he's not, so I take that back. <laughs> I think he plays well on camera. Let's say I'll I'll say that. I think he presents himself well on camera, but off camera. Apparently, according to Brittany, uh things are not uh are not how he portrays himself. So yeah, so it so it kind of works out. Yeah. Yassan. So they're fake. <laughs> yes.
1: All right, next category. Favorite supporting cast member. So, anyone from a parent-in-law to a sibling to a cousin to a friend to a relative that has appeared on the show.
0: Um, on the other way? Yep. Hmm. <laughs> who do we, who are the who are the I couples love, again?
2: Hold on. I I just want to say I love Ari's mom. She's my favorite.
0: Yeah, Jenny. She's
2: super real. And she's so supportive.
0: Yeah, now that you mentioned that, she takes the cake, hands down, no comparison. Yes. All right. I agree.
1: Unanimous. Okay. Couple you would like to see live happily ever after.
0: Hmm. But who has a list of the couples right now? Sorry. I I don't want to make a a decision without knowing.
1: Right. So let me recap the other way. Couples are Yazan and Brittany, Jenny and Sumit, Armando and Kenny, Beanie and Ariella, Jihoon and Devin. They're bust. Um, (laughs) And lastly, Tim and Melissa.
0: Happily ever after. It would be a toss-up. Are we allowed to have toss-ups? Sure. I would say... Um, it's our
1: podcast. We can do whatever we want.
0: <laughs> I would say first, Kenny Armando, um, just because, you know, there's a very uh, against-all-odds kind of relationship. And uh, I really, really, really am rooting for them to succeed. And then I would say, honorable mention, Benny and Ariella. It doesn't look good right now. But I think, you know, before the whole move, they seemed to have a genuine appreciation and genuine love for each other until it got complicated by having a baby in um is it Kenya? Am I right?
1: Ethiopia.
0: Ethiopia, I'm so sorry. Ethiopia. Right. I think that complicated things. And you know, from the from the previews, <laughs> it looks like there's gonna be a lot of drama. But I think if they kind of reset and get things back to how like they felt before all this drama, they could they could succeed. So I'm rooting for them.
2: For me, it's going to be all the couples. Like I know that like I have to pick one, but I honestly watch this show hoping that love is going to win and that everyone is going to end up happy. And I kind of feel every couple has these issues these obstacles that they have to overcome so so for me like i truly want everyone to be happy like if if britney was real and if Yazana is real and they fell in love you know over the internet over a skype call you know at our neighbor's house i kind of want them to like live happily ever after why not you know like for me like love has no boundaries and this show kind of demonstrates that so hmm. I'm not going to pick one I'm going to say like just everyone could just be happily ever after
1: but you do know that Jihoon and Devin they don't live happily ever after right I
2: know I know but <laughs> if they did live happily ever after how wonderful would that have been right that he would have been with the mother of his child and right. his child I don't know like in a perfect world maybe in the future maybe it'll, it'll happen I don't know but I have hope for, for everyone uh oh, that's so sweet.
1: Oh. All right. On the opposite spectrum, couple that needs to break up ASAP.
0: Tim and my, my Lisa Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> but they
1: did. They already did. I
0: know.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah, I have to go with Juan's choice. I mean Melissa is just not giving him anything. So mm-hmm. just break up, guys. All right. Predictions on the second season of The Other Way? Quick predictions, at least. Quick
0: predictions. I, th- I think uh, Brittany and Yasan, uh, their relationship is going to go down in flames. I'm not too sure about what's going to happen with Sumit and Jenny, but I don't think that's going to go well. I'm really, really, really hoping for a happy ending um, with Armando and Kenny, I think maybe at first. The family might show some resistance, but eventually, will grow to accept it. As for Tim and Mylisa, I think he's just he's fucked up too many times. Um, you can't earn someone's trust after a lie by lying again. So I think that's done. Uh, I already know what happens with June, and yeah, I think. Uh, I I can't really predict what's gonna happen with with Binny and Ariella. I uh, I hope it ends well, but from the trailer, does it looks like there's gonna be some drama?
2: Yeah, I definitely think there's gonna be like a lot of drama. But for me, which couples are gonna survive the drama is gonna be, I think it's gonna be Binny, Kenny, and Armando, and I kind of think that Melissa and um, cheese stick they're, they're gonna make it because <laughs> yeah. you know they're kind of they're kind of setting us up to think like there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing and i think because of that something might happen i don't know but mm. i'm excited to see what's gonna come out from this break
1: <laughs> i would actually be surprised if cheese stick and melissa make it it maybe it would this would be the version of like uh, david and lana like how Lana showed up in the end. So who knows, right? I wouldn't put it past TLC to not play with us like that. But yeah, I can't wait for the second season as well. Um, so listeners, if you are keen to contribute, let us know who is the most genuine couple on the other way, who's the fakest, your favorite supporting cast member on the show, couple that you like to see live happily ever after, and the couple that... Needs to break up asap. Leave us a message, slide into a DM. You know, tweet us, connect with us on Instagram. Yeah, we'd like to hear what you think about you know the other way, in all these categories. So, guys, so shall we wrap up with our WTF moments?
0: Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. So, um, uh, you know, I revealed mine earlier. It's not so much what the fuck, um, but uh, for me, it was uh, it was the scene with Larissa and Jess. Um, it, it was, it was good, wholesome content. And I think I needed that, um, with all this drama that's happening, um, not just on the show, but, you know, outside the show, unrelated to the show. I needed to see two people getting the fuck along. And, um, that really did it for me. Um, again, it, it was, it was funny. I, I, I laughed out loud. I, I shared the, I shared the screenshots. It was, it was good stuff. So that was my moment.
2: When Paul took Karini and Pierre to the poop factory, whatever that was, I was like, What the fuck is the matter with this guy? What are (laughs) you fucking thinking, dude? You got a small child breathing in sewage fumes. Yeah, that was like, That was gross. Like, at one point, she was kind of gagging, and and like her gagging almost like set off my gag reflex. It was just, it was so gross.
1: Mm. Yeah, same here. I definitely thought that was ridiculous of Paul to bring his family to the water treatment plant man.
0: and to use them as tools and props. That was bad. Yeah. Yeah. That would be my, that would be my, my, my second moment. If I can, if I could have one. Right.
1: I just want to share our honorary member Nidamo's WTF moment. Hers is, let me read here. Is how annoying Libby's family is. Mm-hmm. I'm not team Andre, but I felt bad for him. Also, I really don't see things working out with Tanya and Sinjin or Clani and Aswelu. And she also commented about uh, Angela wearing a green bra under her wedding dress. Who does
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Angela Who does that.
1: Hasn't <laughs> nice. she heard of wild- I mean, strapless or I don't know?
2: Not was it green, deep. or was it just like an old raggedy white one that turned yellow and then? Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I know. It might be no, no, off white. Oh yeah.
0: It it got darkened from all the cigarette ash that uh, was falling on it. <laughs> oh god! Ew! <laughs> she smells so Marlboro. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> all right, Lon, close away. Alright, so again, thanks for listening WTF Squad. Um... If you love the podcast, uh, please show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple. It is appreciated and really helps us out. Uh, we'd also love for you to join our growing Patreon family. Every donation helps and gives you access to our discussions on a wide range of topics. Uh, this week, we will be covering more of Darcy and Stacey. As always, please engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would love to hear what your WTF moments are every Sunday and Monday. We might even shout you out on the next episode. Bye, everybody.
1: (laughs) Bye, guys. Remember, taking your kids and wife to the water treatment plant is not considered a date.
0: (laughs) That's a shitty date. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) pun.
1: Here all week. (laughs) Just got
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> poopy water I am